Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Sunday Sermon, uh, Beyond the Sunday Sermon. Pastor Jerry and Pastor Craig here. Good morning. We are in the second half of chapter four in the book of Ephesians, and we are in the so-called therefore sections. Uh, what does it mean now, uh, having been raised from the dead, seated uh, in Christ uh, in the heavenly places? Uh, how should that look? And so Paul is continuing his uh, discussion. The first half of chapter four uh, really hits on the unity of the church and how that gets shown in a diversity of people as we all uh, grow up into the head, who is Christ. Uh, and then this kind of takes it a step further, more practically. Um, so he he kind of circles around being uh, having been. Uh, dead in our sin, in this passage is described as having had an old self or even an old humanity uh, that had certain characteristics like being futile in mind, calloused hearts, deceitful desires, uh, but that is not how you learned Christ, he said. Uh, you have put on the new self, uh, and so you are to have renewed minds, and then a number of different characteristics come with that such as no longer stealing, uh, putting away all falsehood and speaking the truth, uh, being angry but not in a sinful way. And then when it comes to speech, I think uh, sort of how I framed a good chunk of the sermon is, is something that's so incredibly countercultural. Mm. But putting away all bitterness and wrath and anger and slander and clamor and even all malice such that when we speak, every word we say mm -hmm. is meant for encouragement to build us up because we are members one of another. So uh, it's, it's a struggle to preach this in one sermon, even though I think it's an advantage to do it in one sermon because it, it gives us a picture, a full picture of what... A Christian life is what the body of Christ is. He sort of gives us the main, big main commandments all at once. Yeah, you mm -hmm. could obviously spend one sermon on what is righteous anger versus unrighteous. You could, another sermon on speaking truth, not falsehood. Another sermon on not stealing, and so on. Uh, but I think it is also an advantage to uh, look at the whole picture. I, we may end up when we come to the Ten Commandments. In probably yeah. a year from now, uh, <laughs> when we do Exodus next, uh, we'll probably break them up more mm. distinctly. But that was a long introduction. Mm. Where should we start? Yeah, I so I appreciate the complexity of this passage, and what what, what I mean by complex, not that because you start off the sermon saying like these are clear like <laughs> commands, and I do believe they are very very clear. Um, I guess what I mean by complex when it comes to this, these judgments that Paul makes about or, or yeah, judgments that he makes about the Gentile world and Gentile just being anybody that was not a, a Jew, at least, you know, ethically and pretty much religiously also. And he can say about the majority of the world, everybody outside of the circle of, 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 of Judaism, that their thinking and their way of living was futile. Like that is a judgment from the outside look, looking in. That's a judgment from God via through Paul about the rest of the world, 
Mm. Um, so the complexity for me is how do, how is my unbelieving friend, how, how are their thoughts and their actions futile? Mm. Yeah. I think, well, you mentioned sort of Judaism and Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a good, I think, I think here he is imagining there's now a third type of person. Mm-hmm. You're neither Jew or Gentile if you are in Christ. Because mm-hmm. he addresses them as, uh, they're, they're obviously Gentiles. He's writing to Gentiles, but then says, don't walk as the Gentiles do, assuming you're no longer Gentile. So you're no longer separated from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one body in Christ. Mm-hmm. But... Um, what does it mean to be futile? Yeah, I think it's clearly uh, this this belief that a Christian is committed to, that, that there is an objective truth mm. apart from us, and you can have penultimate truth. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot of thinking that can do a lot of penultimate good, meaning mm. like secondary good. Obviously, mm. non-Christians do unbelievably good things throughout mm. the world, healing the sick, taking care of the poor, all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Working for justice. Um, but I think he's making an ultimate judgment that if this is apart from Christ, all of their thinking is futile. Yeah. There, as one doctor used to say to me, I'm just putting off the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, healing is a wonderful thing in body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're, if you're not healed in soul, it does end up being futile. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's obviously futile is a word we don't often use. But as as you're talking, and as you you brought up the illustration of um, was it Sisyphus? Was that his name? Yeah, his name. The guy, you know, working extremely hard, getting the rock from the bottom of the mountain of the hill to the top, just to do it all over again. Um, well, I'm reminded of another. This is a true story, quite similar. And this this I think gets to the point. Um, there was this one person that I know who was heading to Hartford. And they put they, from Hartford or from from their their home actually not in Hartford in Madison they pumped they they pushed pushed in in the GPS their coordinates because they're going to an event in Hartford and they're driving 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 and then lo and behold a few hours later they find out that they crossed the Vermont border <laughs> <laughs> the Vermont border it's a funny story but it, it paints a picture now this person I, they're not futile but their efforts at the end of the day because they did not get to where the intended mm. destination mm. was meant was for nothing mm. it was a long drive they took left turns right turns they got on interstates they did all the dri- things drivers do except go the right way mm. <laughs> and except mm. get to the right destination mm. and i think that's what we see i mean for instance there, there's there's all this wonderful talk i think for the most part of seeking peace and social justice in the world and it's necessary we should every christian non-christian should fight for it but it can be in such a way that you forget that from the times it entered into the world, man has been looking for peace. Mm. Why haven't we found it yet? Mm. Is it because they weren't smart enough and we somehow are? Mm. What about a hundred years from now and they look back at us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, There is a sense that even in our best efforts to to find peace, like we're, there's a sense like it's all been futile. Mm. Has it gotten better? Maybe, <laughs> but maybe, probably not. <laughs> in a lot of ways it hasn't. So... That helps me think about it, what it means to be yeah. futile. And, yeah. But how does a Christian, how does a Christian, because this, this is where it sounds, can, be, can sound prideful. Yeah. How does a Christian way of viewing the world get us in the right, the right orientation? 
to head the right way. Yeah, I mean, your example of the the driver going the wrong way is a good example um, because I guess I'm trying to think of synonyms for futile. Yeah. In this case, it's useless. Yeah. Like they're they use GPS, this unbelievable technology, and it was useless. Yeah. Because uh, it wasn't oriented the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's hard to to study history and have any sense of, of a historical conscience and think mm. there is, at the end of the day, this incredible futility mm. to mm-hmm. all of our works. Mm-hmm. Mm. And before that leads us to despair and nihilism, yeah. it's supposed to be the bad news of the good news. You have to see that apart from God, everything is futile mm-hmm. in the most important sense. Mm-hmm. And then that should lead you to cry out for mm-hmm. a savior, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that last part, cry out for a savior, I think what, what makes a lot of our, what makes a lot of the, 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 the thinking of the world futile is that they see no need for saving. Yeah. Um, everything rests on, on, on self. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I just find the description of a calloused heart mm. and a deceitful desire as so powerful. Mm-hmm. Because because you do end up with this picture of they are trapped mm-hmm. in a box that they can't see out of. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know they're in the box. Mm-hmm. So the only hope is to simply cry out, I think. In despair, to somehow see this is not this yeah. is not what I'm meant for. Something is really off, mm-hmm. and that's where I think you have the radical entrance of Christ Jesus. Right yeah. in, the, in the earlier chapters, dead in sin, apart from the Commonwealth of Israel, mm-hmm. you know, individually and communally, we are hopeless. But God, mm-hmm. each time He intervenes mm-hmm. for no reason in ourselves. Hallelujah, he yeah. intervenes mm. and saves us. Mm-hmm. So the futility, even, yeah, you can say it's a judgment, but it is a graceful, it is, it graceful is. judgment. Mm-hmm. Truth is very graceful. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the graceful judgment of a doctor who points out a cancer right. in you and says there's something wrong, but right. it can be fixed. Right. Um, like the guy I mentioned who has no feeling in his hands, it's a very important thing that his wife tells him when he's bleeding mm. or else he can do some really big damage mm. right, to wow. his hands. Wow. Um, mm. But let's, I think we should talk more about the positive. Like yeah. what, what are some of these things seem really hard mm-hmm. to obey. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. So we belong to each other. Mm. We can talk about that. I mean, I do think we should talk about speech, how we yeah. use our tongue. So yeah. you have speaking the truth. You have be angry, do not sin, give no opportunity to the devil. Right? It's so easy mm-hmm. to, if you're, if you're angry, it's so easy to fall into sin almost automatically. Mm-hmm. So I think he's saying don't even, don't even let the devil have a tiny mm-hmm. foothold. Mm-hmm. Um, and then verse 29, let no corrupting talk mm-hmm. come out of your mouths. But only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion mm. that it may give grace to those who hear. Mm. Mm. I do believe that 
we are never given a command without also giving the power to obey it. Which is important to remember in a passage like this. Mm-hmm. Paul's not giving us an impossible standard. Well, he is giving us an impossible standard, but he's he's giving us a standard that we are empowered to fulfill. Right. So we should be able to say this is possible by the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Um, our producer desperately wants to get in, but too bad he's trapped in the box. <laughs> um, and then related to that, let all bitterness... Wrath, anger, clamor, and slander be put away from you all, along mm. with all malice. What do you think is so hard about this? About, about all these? Yeah, yeah, just about the speech. Yeah, I, I think because everything in our culture has discipled us to not give careful thought to our speech. Um, and I think you, you I remember, if I remember correctly, you, you brought up, we're often led by our feelings, so if, if we feel it, it, it becomes de facto okay, the right thing to do. And I think there's other tricky ways that we can, that we've been tricked and deceived into not taking into careful consideration our speech. And that is, we've demoralized many, many things. Mm. Um, and I think that comes a lot, a lot from our you know therapeutic culture where instead of something being sinfully angry, it's always righteous anger if I feel it. Or if I lash out on somebody, it's because I'm oppressed or I'm triggered. So therefore, now the the burden falls on who you've pointed out to be the the, the victim, or, the, or should I say the the criminal? So I, th- I think those are reasons why they can be difficult. Is because if you if you are offended by something, you have the right. You've been given the keys and the right now mm-hmm. to lash back, mm-hmm. and. And even our culture, like if, if we see somebody lashing out on somebody who has just offended that person, when we look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, they're right for mm-hmm. doing it. And it, sometimes it may be. I don't want to say. You sure. still have the be angry. And you, still, you still have the be angry. but And speak truth. And speak truth. And speak truth. So I think those are reasons why it's hard. Is I think a lot of this, too, speaks to the tone or the motivation. And so I, I think the the burden it makes it harder for both sides to engage in yeah. your example right the mm-hmm. person offending and the person feeling offended are both told let all bitterness mm. be put away mm-hmm. so you know you can you can see errors on both sides well i you know i'm just going to speak my mind and not care who it offends mm-hmm. that's that's malice like that's literal you don't care if it hurts someone right um so plague on your house but a plague on the other house too because um it's it's almost too easy to uh take play the victim card mm-hmm. a lot of times yeah not always obviously but a lot of times it mm-hmm. can be too easy and then the malice feels justified yeah yeah the bitterness feels justified mm-hmm. so it's trying to distinguish between justice and truth yeah which, which are appropriate responses versus bitterness and malice yeah. Which I think brings us back to love, right? Mm-hmm. Bearing with one another in love, as the earlier chapter said, as he ends. Yeah. Uh, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving, or being gracious to one another as God and Christ forgave you. Mm-hmm. So if we are responding, trying to respond in truth and justice, we have to do it with an intent to love that person. Right, right. Which can be really hard. Very hard. 
But I think that means in our social media posts, if you are posting against someone, mm-hmm. you have to do it with a desire for their good. Yeah. Right. Or else don't do it. Or else don't do it. Yeah, I, I have my own takes on <laughs> personal takes, not objective, but personal takes on use of social media when it comes to debating and arguing. But um, I, I do agree. Like if it's if the goal is not love or reconciliation, then yeah, what's you know, what's the point in posting it? It's it's self-serving. It could be very narcissistic at the same time. And you're setting yourself up just to be angry. I think that's the other thing. Our culture glorifies anger. Like if you're angry at the right thing. Mm. Give full vent to your anger mm-hmm. and be angry. It's mm-hmm. not just be angry, don't sin, but just be angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if yeah. you're not angry, there's something wrong as the, what's the, the, the saying now that you're the problem, you're part yeah. of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. And a lot of it can be, can be virtue signaling. On yeah. Both, mm-hmm. and, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and both sort of both camps, if we yeah. minimize it into two camps, our, our virtue signaling to the other and, and mm-hmm. a lot of how much of social media is just we're stuck in our silos. That's what it is. And we got to signal to others that we're still in, our, in the camp. So yeah. it's tribal, yeah. um, which more and more people seem to be explaining and, mm-hmm. and calling out uh, in different studies. Yeah. Uh, but this, this, I do think, just breaks, mm-hmm. breaks up all those. You can, you can certainly be in a tribe. Every, you have to be in a tribe in some ways. You have to be in a culture. You should have political views. Yeah. Um, but you're never fully in that culture or in that right. tribe. That's yeah. never your uh, identity. Right. I also think another reason I brought it up um, in a few moments ago, but I think it's I, – I, I'm appreciating more and more, even though it's difficult, how the Bible speaks differently about – sin then the culture talks about sin they won't use the word sin for sure they'll use words like trauma but everything is couched in morally neutral terms where you're you're always a victim of something no clearly there are victims um clearly i do think sin makes us a victim of the devil and sin itself but the way Paul talks about it here, bitterness, he said, let it all be gone. He doesn't try to help you in a sense saying, okay, how, why are you bitter? Okay, that's fine. He's not parsing out bitterness, mm. um, putting it into these categories where you can safely be bitter and it's okay. Mm. It's no, let it all go. Bitterness, who, I forget who says it. I've heard it a thousand times from it, a thousand different mouths, but bitterness is like drinking rat poison and waiting for the rat to die. that's what bitterness is like so there is no safe place to be bitter it's always going to it's always going to kill you um so i i I think it's the way we use language like malice it's not a word we use wow it's not a word we use we will couch in other terms yeah (laughs) definitely the fact that we don't believe in the devil and we don't believe in evil in our culture we have to couch it in different terms I, i just read a day or two ago some quote of uh Every group has a devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ours might as well be the devil. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to make other people the devil. Right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of easy to make Trump the devil. Yep. So let's just blame him for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he may be worthy of a lot of blame, but yeah. uh, he is certainly not the devil. Right. Um, so I, I do think not realizing what the irony is like, it's more gracious. Mm hmm. 
to actually believe in sin mm-hmm. because then people actually have the power to, to do something about it. You can take it to Jesus. You can yeah. kill it. Right. Whereas if there is no sin, then you've just totally demonized literally mm-hmm. someone else mm-hmm. and uh, put yeah. them outside mm. any chance mm-hmm. of redemption. Yeah. And I remember seeing that right away in a lot of the coverage around the school shootings. Yeah. The first response of, of almost any media personnel that I saw was, we got to figure out his mental health. Yeah. Because he could not be like us. Yeah. He must be like a crazy person yeah. who uh, needed some kind of professional help. Because mm-hmm. we don't believe in actual yeah. evil or sin. Right. Hmm. Um so we can't deal with this. Surely this cannot. This sort of act could not be in all of us. We don't yeah. have that potential. So he must be outside of us. He must be a different sort of species. Right. Hmm. It's really sad. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess another another thing mentioned. I, I didn't get to mention it hardly at all. Though verse thirty, right in the middle of all this, he says, "Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, mm-hmm. by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption." And it's it's not really related to what we're saying. It's just another way to emphasize why this is important is that God is personal. Yeah, yeah. God is personal to the point that we can mm. grieve him. Mm. And when we act with bitterness, when we do any of these things, mm-hmm. we are grieving a personal God who yeah. has sealed us, yeah. who has bought us. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that also puts into perspective all the other ways or reasons that we may mm. think we're justified in, in yeah. you know, acting bitterly or yeah. with malice. Um, the the stakes you could say are are we don't want to lose what's really at stake. What's at stake is eternal redemption. So we have our eyes on a prize that is much much greater yeah. than. <clears throat> some kind of other point that we think we're justified in being bitter about. Yeah. That is not going to be about eternity. Yeah. That is not going to be about God himself. Yeah. Not just the length of eternity, but Mm. the fact of who God is. Right. Mm. Actually one who is perfectly righteous and just and all loving. Right. That's the one we should be concerned about. Mm. That's the one who we could actually grieve. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a very important point in from this passage because you also get in verse twenty where it says, "But that is not the way you learn Christ; not just learned about Him." Yeah. So it it takes you know Christianity out of just a philosophy, and it's actually rooted in a real person. And then here you have the Holy Spirit where it can be grieved. So these ethics aren't flowing from just some philosophical musings that just happen to work. No, they they are they come top down first lived by Christ and then exemplified for us. And then the spirit gives us the power to do it. And we're dealing with it. We're dealing with a, a person here. Mm. Um, and that's where our ethics um, really flow from. I mean, I just think about, you know, prior to being married, I had a lot of good thoughts on marriage. But <laughs> once I met a person, it, the stakes were higher. Like this, there, there were, there were big consequences. There was, there was a, a covenant there that pushed me beyond what I felt. Mm. I have to, I have Mm. to push beyond what I feel in the Mm. moment and just remember what we are as husband and wife and what we're committed to. Yeah. That is a great point Mm -hmm. that, that it's personal with God. It's also personal one to another. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and the, this is all a section on the church and how we relate to one another mm-hmm. and our relationships. And Christianity is not just an abstract, abstract truth yeah. uh, worldview. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about how we care for one another. Yeah. And, and the ultimate person, we're sort of being built up into one man, yeah. as he says earlier, mm-hmm. uh, Christ Jesus. Yeah. So we're being made into the new humanity. Yeah. Um, which praise God, yeah, is by by grace alone. Yeah, um, hmm. so it's a wonderful passage. It's one that I think is worthy of meditating on throughout the week. Uh, be thinking about what you uh, use your speech for. Uh, what is its purpose? Is it futile, or is it for encouragement and building others up? See y'all next week. Next week. Peace. Peace.